This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is the second week of June, and thank goodness everybody's schoolwork is turned in and people have graduated. Everyone's graduated. It's going to graduate this in spring, and we are on the next adventure of our lives. And um, I think the summer is a great time to really sit down and say, you know, I really wanted to find out more about something during the school year, uh, whether you're in school or your kid's in school or things are going on around you that have been particularly busy. And now I might have some time to actually invest in those things. So I think summer is always a great, great time to really sit down and and start reading um, a lot of different books. Uh, I remember summertime being the time where my mom would take us to the library and we would stuff our bags full of books and just go home and sit and basically like a circle around, you know, the books are all around us and reading late into the night. And um, it was really hot in Houston uh, during the summers and obviously still is. But, you know, we'd be out running around till about 10 or 11 and come in and um, eat and then maybe sit down and read for a little bit and then go back out until it was dark and come back and read till late in the night. So reading has always been one of my favorite things to do. So this is why it is such a thrill that I get to talk about books so often um, and how they make changes and how they inform us, how they broaden our perspective and let us see situations through a different lens and different points of view. And I think this is extremely important in our in in time right now because there's a lot going on and a lot of people have questions and a lot of people aren't sure what to ask and how to ask it and and you know honestly all of us want um a world where we live in that's good and we don't have to worry and I mean you know it's it's never going to be 100% but it it could be better um and I think that if each of us took a little bit of time to really focus on seeing a different perspective other than our own, it would help a lot um, and just simply help us understand better. So with that being said, one of the things that I absolutely love is baseball. Now, I know a lot of us are missing baseball right now. And one of the things that I thought I would do one year was uh, I asked all of my relatives to get um, give me their favorite baseball player's name. So, um, you know, my siblings, and, and so everybody's giving me their names. And my sister-in-law, my sister, said um, Josh Gibson and Cool Papa Bell. And I said, well, I don't know who those people are. Who are they? And she said they played for the Negro Leagues back in the 1950s. Well, what was cool about this was I had recently watched a league of their own, and I thought, oh, well, there's probably – um, a, a similar situation for very cluelessly thinking there's a similar situation for uh, black women at the time um, because Cool Papa Bell and Josh Gibson played for the Negro Leagues, and this was before and during the time of the Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in baseball. And so um, they were amazing, amazing athletes. If you have an opportunity to look them up, um, they were just truly amazing and good athletes. Well, it turns out that when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and black 
uh, sports enthusiasts could go to the same stadiums and watch him play and slowly, you know, Hank Aaron and more um, players came over, the Negro Leagues were hurting for spectators. And um, obviously they needed more people in the stands. And so one of the things they did is they brought in some women to play. And initially it was kind of thought of as, well, we'll just get people in here and have someone who's, you know, sort of good. Um, But it turns out the women were really good at playing baseball. And there was a whopping three women that played in the Negro Leagues. And the first one was named, her name was Tony Stone. Then there was Connie Morgan. And then there was Mamie Johnson. And if you have the opportunity, please read the book um, Curveball. And it's about Tony Stone. Um, sadly, I can't find any books about, um, Connie Morgan, but there is a great picture online with Jackie Robinson and Connie Morgan, um, you know, talking baseball. And then you have Mamie Johnson who came in and she did write a children's book called a strong right arm. And I would encourage you to pick that up because it's just a really cool, uh, perspective in the sense of, you know, not only is she in an basically an all-male situation, but she's in a segregated situation, and she, it just there's just a lot of things going on, and so it it again will change your perspective about what different players were going through. Um, and then if you are more of a sports enthusiast for little league, uh, like little league World Series, Monique Davis, who pitched in the little league uh, World Series, is she also has a book out, and it and they're mid middle grade level. But I have always thought that if there's anything that you're wanting to to look up and start looking up, um, start with a kid's book because you won't feel so overwhelmed. So when you have those books that are like what was the March on Washington or what was Stonewall, um, and there are these really great books by Penguin Workshop, and it's part of the um, Who um, Who Am I books or Who Who Was I books. Um, but they're part of the Penguin Young Readers Program, Penguin Publishing. And they have these great books. They're about 50, 60 pages. But it gives you a basic overview of a lot of different people in history, um, people still living. There's also events in history, monuments, uh, you know, different places people go and visit. It's, um, it's a really, really cool way to start. And, and again, you don't feel like you even have to invest hours and hours and hours on something that you were might be interested to learn more about. Start small. Um, I have a very lovely gentleman who is in my neighborhood, and he actually approached me and said, you know, one of the things I wanted to do in my life was read Shakespeare. He's like, I really don't know where to start. He's in his 50s. He he never read Shakespeare in school. And, I, and I'm thinking, wow, that's a lot to, you know, start. So what I did is I found um, a children's set by Cherry Hill Press. It was on Groupon, and let me tell you, it was a steal. It was 20 bucks. I have no idea if this is there still, but it was 20 bucks, and I got all the plays. And it's about a fourth or fifth grade level. And so what it does is it breaks it down to the basic stories. And then it does have some of the classic lines we've heard from the different uh, plays, whether it be Taming of the Shrew or Othello or Much Ado About Nothing or all those things. But it breaks it down, and then you can take that basis, that that basic level, and then you can advance it. So you just keep layering on top of it. Think of it as making a cake, and you can't ice a cake 
unless you have a cake that actually sits still. This Oops, show brought sorry. to you. Nope, we're not ending yet. Sorry. Um, but you, you think of a cake, and you've got to have a cake that's like really gelled together to put the icing on. Otherwise, it's just a big mess, right? So just start with something basic. And you know what? There are so many good kids' books out there, whether they're pre-K, whether they're uh, elementary school or middle grade or uh, or even young adult. I mean, there's so many good books out there that could inform you and educate and everything else on pretty much anything. And so, again, don't feel like you've got to have this massive book to start with. Um, you know, it, it's not like you have to go out and pick up the book that Lin-Manuel Miranda used to inspire for Hamilton. I mean, that book's huge. Um, so maybe you just start with a, a smaller version and, or maybe just read his bio, Hamilton's bio online and go from there. So it just, it's start, if you're interested in seeing a different perspective and seeing something new, learning something new, well, do it. And I strongly encourage you to when you have your kids home for the summer, challenge them. It's like, what five things do you want to learn about this summer? You know, my kids have said things like turtles and, um, you know, the pyramids and uh, how deep the Pacific Ocean is. Uh, you know, I mean, those kind of things. Or, or they want to read more books about dragons. So my daughter, Sophie, loves dragons. And so she found this really great book at the Scholastic Book Fair called Dragons in a Bag and then by Zeta Elliott. And then there's another, the second book is The Dragon Thief. And um, both are out now. And there's they're great books. And then she also found the book, uh, The Dragon with a Chocolate Heart, which, you know, who doesn't love chocolate, right? So, um, and that's by Stephanie Burgess. And I just, I think they're just such great stories and fun, and I couldn't get her to um, stop reading. She was just, she just loved it. Um, But if you're looking at more of a romancy type situation, uh, I've got some books for you. So Debbie Burns has this really cute series called Head Over Paws, and it's about, um, you know, friends to lovers, they, you know, get to know each other and there's a very cute retriever on the front and it is out now and it is it is adorable and it's by source books and then Kristen Proby has a book called All the Way and it's about a starting over book for both of the the characters in it and I think that it's it looks like a love it it's a doesn't look like it's a lovely story um and Kristen also wrote the best-selling book With Me in Seattle the Boudreaux and Love Under the Big Sky series. So she um, has these really lovely stories, beautiful stories. Marie Hart has this great one called The Kissing Game. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of um, a fun little book about friends that decide to fake boyfriend it. And then, you know, things always, you know, when somebody starts as fake boyfriendy, you know, it's, it's always going to end up with boyfriends and girlfriends. So we all know this. So uh, that's a fun one. And then the tourist attraction, which was just featured in an article on that's on Frolic right now, and um, it's about um, a a woman working in a diner, and she ends up meeting this guy, and she's gonna like you know leave eventually, but then of course she finds reasons to stay. And it's fun because um, the on Frolic 
article also had cool nail art that matched the covers of the book. So, and Terry Wilson, who's been on the show, wrote the article. So it's super cute and I actually have it on my Twitter. So if you go to PAWF1067 on Twitter, that's my handle, then it's on there right now. And then you have the girl you marry, not the girl you marry. And um, it's, it is so much fun, and it's flirty and fantastic and lovely, um, and that's a fun one to read if you want something a little bit lighter. Conventionally Yours is a same-sex relationship. It's, um, you know, love isn't the only thing at stake. They're, these two people are going head-to-head at a convention, and, you know, those Comic-Cons can get really um, – they can get really interesting. So uh, it's super cute. And again, it's by, it's out, um, it just came out last week. And it's by Annabeth Albert. And my, sorry, and the girl, not the girl you marry, is by Andy Christopher. Um, that's very cute. And then you have um, Pride and Prejudice and Other other Flavors by Sonalavi, oh gosh, I'm sorry, Sonali Dev. Um, and she has a new book out as well, um, and it's beautiful, and it's uh, under, so the Pride and Prejudice and other flavors is obviously um, Pride and Prejudice, and then the other one is Persuasion. Um, it's a beautiful blue-purple color cover. And then the last book I'm going to um, tell you about is The First Emma by Camille DeMaio, and it is about uh, the woman, uh, Emma Kohler, who was kind of a rock star here in San Antonio. If you look up the Hotel Emma in the Pearl Brewery, um, it will talk about Emma Kohler, or if you just look up Emma Kohler uh, in its H-L-E-R, and she she was really above and beyond the fray when it came to what women could do in the early 1900s, especially after her husband was killed by his mistress, who was also named Emma. So there you go. Um, so to wrap it up, the big thing here is to just read and read something a little bit more um, – Maybe something that you're not used to, something that gives you a different perspective. There's some great books out there about the the present movement of the Black Lives Matter. And I strongly suggest that you read things like, so you want to talk about race. Um, there actually is a BuzzFeed article right now that's out that talks about what book you should start with if you're not comfortable with knowing what to start with. And one of them, Me and White Supremacy, there's also a, a workbook with it as well. And so every, I mean, even if you are a wonderfully strong ally, we all have lessons to learn. And I think that it's important that we just keep the conversations going. We keep talking, we keep reading and we keep learning. And I think that will make it all, I think we can get through it for stronger and smarter uh, if we do. So I hope everyone's having a good week. It was a quick show. Um, But I want to wish you all well. Please keep reading, and we will see you next time. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe, and welcome to our circle. 